every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. Yo, yo, welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast. Today on the episode, we got Ryan Shuchuk in the house. What's up, everyone? Let's get weird immediately. So give us a a quick little intro to who you are and what you do, man. Sure. So uh, I just realized today that I've been working as a professional creative in in a sense for 20 years now. 20 years. 20 years. I'm probably your oldest uh, podcast guest so far, so (laughs) pretty excited about that. Could be. 20 years ago, I was I was seven. Okay, well, I was not. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a little rundown. I mean, I, uh, I'm originally from Toronto, but I, I, I grew up in Vegas. I moved here when I was three. Um, so kind of old school Vegas. Uh, I recently moved to Seattle three years ago. Mm. And as a month ago, I'm back. So Vegas sucked me back in. I missed Welcome home. Back. I missed my uh, network. I missed my friends and family. Um, yeah, I just I started early on in right out of high school playing Street Fighter 2 doing nothing and uh, i got a job as a web designer the title and everything for a porn company Ooh. for an online porn company um amazing job yeah i would imagine it w- i mean i was 18 mm-hmm. and i'm working in porn yeah uh online porn so um i'll tell the story i'll make it quick <laughs> but uh i was hanging out with a buddy who was doing some computer work hardware work for this guy and he was like hey stop by in the middle of the night the back of a strip club and they're building this um maze it was like a you know built out of wood and everything and there were little like uh can i say you know i don't know pocket vaginas in different (laughs) in different areas of uh the maze and they had a robot like a you know rc car uh with a dildo on the front of it and and a camera like a like a pre GoPro, right? Like a, I was gonna say like a GoPro. Yeah, but yeah. like you know, this <laughs> is ninety. This is like ninety eight, bro. Right? This so, innovative stuff, right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little film. And GoPro. they were and they basically had created a um, a way to control the robot dick online. Yeah. And if you plowed it into one of the vaginas, you would win prizes. And I said, "How do I work for you guys immediately?" <laughs> and my buddy just goes, "Oh yeah, he's a web designer." And this yeah. is again, this is ninety eight, right? Yeah. N- I might as well. Who who else was a web designer? I, I mean, I might as well. Ninety eight was there. It was, the internet was out, right? <laughs> that, that point, yeah, you're making it sound ancient, bro. I didn't find out about the yeah. internet until like two thousand three. I, I had an internet connection, uh, you know, twenty eight eight modem in like ninety four, ninety five, really? and you know, it was just me on. Well, was it lonely out there? And there was a lot of porn. That's for damn sure. Is it, it really? 90, it was still popping in, like that? I, I mean, you guys probably didn't know like internet or IRC chat rooms. This is pre AOL chat rooms, so right? IRC? Where you had to like find this. Shit. It was called internet chat, internet relay chat. Wow. This is predating AOL chat, yeah. where it was like monitored and only thirty people can get into a chat room. Yeah. It would be hundreds of people. The weirdest fucking people that were probably all dudes saying that they were girls you know and you'd be like you know asl what's up let's chat you know? <laughs> asl and so i, I just that. i you know i had a pirated copy of everything i know that this is a running theme as pirated software i had like photoshop 3 i think and uh i just used to put my face on super ripped dudes and just send it out to girls mm. all night long and then go to school tired as fuck um it was my life and then my buddy goes yeah he's a web designer because i was just in photoshop and i would make stupid local i didn't even know that the internet was a thing right yeah. like i didn't know you put it out on a server yeah and so i had this website that i created it had so many fucking animated gifs on it 
<laughs> bro, I think that was the internet when it first started yes. out. It was and like and those the funny thing is, internet blinking. animated gifs are still the best, right? Yeah. This was yeah, 20 years really later; are. they're still the best. I would love to see an animated gif like I would love to today. see my first website I ever designed. He was like, he was like, oh, you design websites, and I go, yeah. He's want you want a job, and I go, yes. And I started designing porn sites and uh, like legit ones too. Like I designed cams.com, still one of the top wow. in the in the in the world. He said, "Have you ever heard of a little website called Pornhub?" Yeah. <laughs> you ever yeah. heard of that one? What I designed the gay.com, the first gay.com. Really? That was a um that was a with the I had to like stand with the owner. Yeah. Uh for it felt like forever. Yeah. And uh remember when porn you probably don't you guys are young. Remember when porn sites had like enter pages? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like the first page was like, "Are you 18?" Yeah. Yes or no, and you had to leave. I think some of them still have that. They probably should. Yeah. Um, I designed a gay.com and it basically had a shirtless guy in jeans. And uh, and he, he was just like, you know, you couldn't see his head, just saw his torso and his, and his junk and his in his jeans. And it just said gay.com enter right now. And the guy goes, can we can we like animate a, a dick coming out of his jeans? Like and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I can do anything. <laughs> I'm a Photoshop master. And I sat with this guy and, and made an animated th- dick for hours and he was like it's not big enough and i go all right sir i'm only 18 but i've only seen maybe mine but uh, that's gotta be a, a hell of an experience like yeah, you're like, you're well, animating a dong and he goes it's not big enough well, all right yeah i guess we just raised the size of the brush but uh yeah so i, I did i did uh you know porn site i designed so many porn sites i just got bored of it and then i so i did web design graphic design uh, it turned into basically like uh, user interface design because at that point I was kind of like I didn't really care what what the owner thought like what his favorite colors were or what fonts that he liked. It was like this aspect of like, but how does it work? Mm-hmm. Does it work? Is it is it are people signing up? Are they are they um, navigating through the website? Um, so that got me into uh, user interface design, and uh, I got hired on at uh, Vegas.com, and I don't know maybe two thousand and nine maybe mm-hmm. oh, okay somewhere in there yeah. yeah um to to basically like redesign their shopping cart mm-hmm. and i was super bored with it and i and this was yeah this was the year after twitter came out like 2008 somewhere in there yeah and i was on i was on twitter like a beast right i was just like i love this shit and uh i actually created their twitter account without them knowing and i would just sit there and answer you know I would just find people talking about like what's the best place to go in vegas and i would just answer them yeah and uh, they they found out, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you just do this full time?" And they just made me the uh, head of social media there, and gave me a bunch of money uh, to build out Vegas.com, and I loved it. It was great. Um, that brought me into what I'm doing now, basically, which was like, you know, I was tired of like, okay, I'm going to tweet for you, I'm going to f- post on your Facebook. I mean, it's still super valuable, but I knew at that time, like, give me some money to like create advertisements yeah and let's really increase the bottom line and let's really drive revenue mm-hmm. to the website or to your email list or to whatever mm-hmm. um and so you know it was it, it was that aspect of like cool yeah your facebook posts are gonna be great you can post 50 times a day you can tweet 50 times a day but let's drive let's take some dollars mm-hmm. and um you know see some real results yeah and that's what i've been doing you know pr- primarily paid social paid search paid media yeah uh for the past i don't know let's say six years now yeah um now in, t- in 2009 uh the dollar was worth more than what it does like the dollar could do more in 2009 than the dollar, the dollar can do sure. now, right yeah yeah you speak a little bit more about that like how 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 has it changed as far as like when you put 20 dollars into a post back in the day versus when you put 20 dollars into a post now what's the difference like how, how much of a difference is there 
the difference is uh, supply and demand, right? Mm. So there were less people um, posting or, or advertising. Yeah. And so you're basically like your costs per impressions were cheaper. Um, now it's just, you know, there's only so much, we'll, we'll say Facebook uh, as the example. There's only so many ads that they can put on your newsfeed per day. Right, anybody's newsfeed per day. They can't have you know ninety percent of your newsfeed. Right, because then it turns into news. Because then it just turns into garbage, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so the limited amount of real estate that they have, they just have to charge more for it. And so it's not about it's not a matter of like, well, we're just going to charge you more. It's just going to be like to show a thousand impressions of your advertisement. It's it's going to cost X. And how you get around that and how you become uh, better at advertising is just utilizing their algorithm to say, okay, listen, on the basis, we're going to pay X dollars per thousand impressions. But if we have better quality content or more people are clicking mm -hmm. it or, um, you know, it's performing better than our, our competitors, yeah. then we'll get a discounted rate or you'll get a discounted rate. Oh. And that's how you sort of optimize your, your ads. So, um, does it matter like how many, does it matter how many likes or how much like organic attention you have on your Facebook page? Like, let's say we just started a Facebook page yep. for this podcast, right? Because yep. we just did like three, three mm -hmm. or four weeks ago. Yep. Do we have to pay? Um, does that affect how much money we have to put into it to get the exact same amount of attention that somebody like, I don't know, Bud Light would have to put into an advertisement? I mean, Bud Light has infinite amount of budget. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck yeah about just like blasting it out to everybody with no return whatsoever other than just eyeballs yeah right so that's the difference mm -hmm. the thing i would tell you is somebody starting fresh and i deal with this all the time like i have a full-time job but i also work and consult with small business owners and things like that when you're starting fresh you definitely want to have the likes the page fans and things like that like a lot of people are like oh the numbers don't matter they do mm -hmm. um and you're gonna need to spend money to get that stuff Here's why, though. If you have the more fans you have, the more friends of those fans you can advertise to. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. If you have 30 fans and, the, and each one of those only have, they have 100 friends, well, you know, there's your ceiling right there. Right. Um, the more um, likes you have and comments and engagement you have on a post, here's, a, here's the trick. I'll, I'll, this will be like a tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. Spend the money into paying for engagement on your various posts. It doesn't have to be every single one. You might want to put a couple dollars into every single one because you never know which one is quote unquote going to take off. Right, right, right. Sort of organically. Um, but you know, yeah, five or 10 bucks or something like that. Um, and that, that was going to be my next question. Like how much is a good amount to put into yeah, a post? Cause, in. I, Cause I, cause the thing is I've done like on, on Instagram, on my personal uh, like photography page, like mm -hmm. I've put, I've put like five or 10 bucks into a post but the return on it isn't isn't as much as I would have ever would have would have expected. I maybe get like an extra 15, 20 likes. It's, it's sure. not, you know, it's all it's all the targeting. So the thing about Facebook is they're trying to make it easier and easier and easier for the average business owner or, or page owner to spend money to spend money. Yeah. right? because that's how they make it. Mm -hmm. it. They're not necessarily trying to help you be successful with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where somebody like me or somebody, whatever, you know, with some sort of experience will come into play because I have different campaign structure and different tactics to sort of like, okay, we're going to figure out this is, this will be a campaign and it's just targeted to getting engagement to your various posts. Again, not every single post, every single post that you create, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or Twitter is another beast yeah. should have some sort of purpose. Yeah. Right. It should have some sort of call to action to get them off of Facebook one way or the other. 
onto your website, onto doing something, right? Where you can sort of, you know, convert something or someone to something. Yeah. Um, get their email address, get their phone number, something, right? Buy something. Um, so as long as the posts have purpose behind them, have a hyperlink, have a call to action of something, spend money behind it. Because here's the, here's the thing. Let's say you do get 100 likes and 25 comments and 40 shares or something like that. Right? From, from that boost. From that boost. Well, I'll call it a boost. I would, I would never tell you guys to boost posts. On the front end, there's a back end way to do it, but it's essentially the same thing, but mm. just call it different. Let's say you do get some sort of, that's called your social proof mm. on that post. That um, post ends up being a very good um, candidate to actually turn into an ad, a full-fledged ad, and serve it to hundreds of thousands of people. Not just, oh, we're going to post, you know, when you boost a post, it just goes to your fans, essentially, right? Right. And if you don't have any fans, it's going to no one, right? Mm -hmm. And even if you have a million fans, Damn, you're, so it's only going to like, you know, maybe 5% of those people, maybe, over the course of the whole entire boost. So so if we, if if I have like let's say I have a thousand likes on my page, if I spend a thousand dollars on that boost, it's only gonna go to that to that thousand. I mean, thousand it's people. gonna it's gonna go to your fan base. I mean, you have additional targeting to go outside of that. Yeah, but it's not as full fledged if you were going behind the scenes and going to the actual advertising or advertisement um, you know platform mm -hmm. and doing it there. You can set up uh, audiences. And um, the, oh, the other thing, the other tip I would tell you is if you have a website, you sh need to have the Facebook pixel installed on. You need to have every tracking pixel you can. The Facebook pixel? What, what is that? Okay. So oh, this is going to get good. <laughs> so every network has a tracking pixel, right? YouTube has a tracking pixel, which is essentially Google um, and AdWords. Facebook has one. Twitter has one. LinkedIn has one. I'll, you know, again, for the sake of this conversation, we'll stick with Facebook. You put the Facebook pixel, which is essentially a piece of code. Um, from Facebook onto your website, and mm -hmm. it now is tracking every single user that's coming to your website. As long as they're logged into their Facebook account on their desktop computer or on their phone, they're getting tracked. Mm. The beauty of that is, is now you can create audiences behind the scenes and say like, okay, now this next ad I want to post, I only want to show it to people who have been to my website in the past 30 days. Damn. Or yeah, I want crazy. to show it to people like the people who have been to my website in the past 30 days because there's different tactics, right? Mm -hmm. If you're if you're sending an ad to people who have been to your website, they already know who you are, you would think, mm -hmm. right? They've heard of you, they've they've uh, interacted with you or something like that. Well, Facebook has so many data points that you know, hundreds of thousands of data points on every single user, all of your likes, your demographics, your income, all that shit that they can go, "Okay, you know what? You have whatever a thousand people have been to your website in the past thirty days. We can find you another two million people who look exactly look exactly like those people based on the Facebook data. Yeah. And then you go, cool. Now all those people don't know who I am, but they're as close as I'm going to get it to the people who already interact with me. I'm going to show a different type of ad to those people. Too. That's going to be an introductory ad into who you are. You guys are videographers. There's no better tool right now on facebook than video yeah every yeah. post should be video for, for you guys seriously and there's a there's a there's a term called i know 
this is going to be the podcast of derailment. I know this is a trend. Oh, it's a trend on our podcast. Right, right. I love it. And, and just before, just to cut you off real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. The reason we like we know that video is very important, which is why we 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 opted to do video live streaming for this podcast because yep. we know that video is kind of like a little bit more attention grabby as opposed to just having the audio. Like audio is convenient because you can put it you can put it on the on the drive to work. You can listen to it on a road trip. But I'll, like for myself, whenever I watch a podcast, if there's a video version, I'll watch the video. Yeah, if I have the time and eyes on it. Like, yeah. I definitely want to see something. And I'll almost take away almost more from the video because then I can kind of like, you know, see it, it's just more in depth. I feel video. I think audio is still going to be, it's, it, it fell off a little bit, right. Yeah. And then video took, but I think audio is coming back. I think just because everyone is so fucking busy throughout the day and it'll kind of like coming back from Seattle, like oh, many people use public transportation, transportation, unlike here, mm-hmm. right? There's not as many people riding the bus and stuff like that, but people just sit there and they're on their laptops and they, they just pop on their podcast there because they're doing something else or, you know, they're on their phone or something else. But mm-hmm. so I like that you guys are doing both. It makes a ton of sense. But as far as getting people to stop scrolling in their Facebook feed with their thumb, nothing does that better than video It's video, right? So you guys are, you guys are on it there. There's a term, um, Somebody just said uh, information for real estate. Um, there's a term called carpet bombing, mm-hmm. which is um, you create, let's say you're doing a, a video for a restaurant or something, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're a client of yours. Yeah. You create a video about, you know, a 30 second video about, you know, going into watching them make the food, um, you know, the value of it, why it's so cool, why the food tastes great. And then you just blast it out to everybody in that city. Right. So say Vegas, right? You just say, okay, I want to create a campaign and the objective is video views and video views are cheap as fuck on Facebook. Really? Getting clicks is hard. Getting conversions is harder, more expensive. When I say hard, getting video views is like fractions of a penny to get video views. Right? So you say you you throw a hundred bucks and get thousands, thousands of video views. Mm -hmm. So what you do again, if you have that Facebook pixel and you in, installing your website and even if it's not going to your website what you do is you, then you can create an audience going like okay you know I, I blasted out this video i now i want to create an audience of people who watched at least 50 percent of that video mm-hmm. right so say it was 30 seconds now you're saying okay out of the hundred thousand people watch this video and you know twenty five thousand watch at least 15 seconds of the video Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, the next ad that I'm going to create to actually get them in the door or give them some sort of discount to come in to eat my pizza. It's going to be targeted specifically. It's going to target to the people who at least watch 15 seconds yeah. of the video because now they're, excuse the pun, but they're hungry for more, right? At, at yeah. that point. So then you go, cool. Hey, want $10 off when you come in? Yeah, they're going to come in. Or if you're smart, you go, click this link, go to our website, give fill us your phone number, fill out yeah. a form. Gives your phone 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 numbers now because of text messaging. Email is still the king. Text messaging is a, is a, is a monster. Um, get them to fill out the form. Get them the phone number, and then use some sort of you know third party SMS tool and text message the shit out of them every twice a week. You can do that. And vice versa with the email, right? Just email them a shit ton. You can email them a shit ton. Yeah. It's just put it this way: you you're on your phone all day, right? How many times are you stopping what you're doing immediately to check an email versus you got a buzz and you, you got a text message? You're oh, going to check yeah. that text message 100%, right It's 100% effective. Yeah. Right. If I get a text on my phone, there's a 100% chance that I'm going to look at it if I'm available within the 
You're at least going to check it out. Yeah. And people just like email, people are so lazy that they're, they're going to not bother to unsubscribe. They're going to delete the text. They're like, okay, it's not applicable to me this week. I'm not hungry for pizza this week. That's crazy. But I'm going to get another text message next week and it's going to be like 25% off you come in this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. all that's trackable back into the, a lot of the times on the, uh, the clients like point of sale system they can track that back to facebook as well facebook yeah. can literally go cool this many people actually came in and ordered food it's crazy yeah. what notifications do like i, I noticed like because I, I have the starbucks app on my phone mm -hmm. uh and and this is all built it's not it has nothing to do with, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with facebook or anything but just because i have an account with them and i have notifications turned on they send me a notification every time I'm like yo ha see you at happy hour at three o'clock Oh, that was today. Yeah, that, yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah, or yeah, when whenever it is, it goes yeah. out like it goes out like once or twice a week. And like even if I'm not, if I didn't plan to go to Starbucks, just because they send me a little text with the with the little emojis yeah. on it, I'm yeah. like, damn. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind some Starbucks right now. Why you know, not? Like, it's, get it. Get yourself a frappuccino. They did it. Get yeah. yourself like, a frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> they had happy hour yesterday, man. I got one of those. Uh, yeah, Starbucks had a happy hour. So, yeah. do they have this there? They did nope. not. I don't think so, but they have half of uh, frappuccinos. I'm drinking one now too. Yeah, I'm sorry it wasn't Zima, guys, but they're <laughs> they're getting harder and harder to find. Zimas are making a comeback, though, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I used to drink those in high school. You put the Jolly Rancher in, you let it dissolve. Oh no, I don't know about that, bro. Okay, so you know what a Zima is, right? Yeah, the the old it's the, the pre beer. Smirnoff ice. Yeah. Oh, that's is that what it tasted like? It's the grandfather to Smirnoff ice. Ooh. It's citrusy. The grandfather. <laughs> there was Smirnoff ice. <laughs> Then there was Tequiza, which, tequiza. Was, which was terrible. <laughs> then you got iced. What about Four Locos and all that? Is Four that Locos came after, I believe. They're, they're fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what the trick was is you would take the Jolly Ranchers and you would drop one in and it would dissolve and then it would be that flavor. Whatever flavor of Jolly Rancher you wanted. There you go. You could have, you it's know. It's like lean. <laughs> exactly. It is. It's pretty lean. <laughs> this podcast just went to a whole nother level, Chuck. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's, what's on your mind, bro? Houston. Went to the deep side. <laughs> so t t tell us about a little bit about your move back to Vegas. When you left Seattle, you came back to Vegas. First of all, why did you come back? Like, I know you had told me before the podcast there was a certain experience with uh, as far as like your your equipment went. Like, yeah, I mean, unrelated to me coming back, but you know, oh, it was un it was unrelated. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was just it just it was just a bad uh, bad luck. But yeah, so you know, I. I've been a photographer for, I don't know, 10 years now, nothing like professional, nothing that like I was like off on my own, just working freelance, just, you know, more hobby than anything. Um, part of it, you know, was being at Vegas.com. They would send me everywhere, right? I'd go to EDC and just shoot photos for three nights, things like that. But, um, you know, I came, I accumulated a lot of gear and just so happened, um, my, I was on a shoot and came back and just left all my gear in the, in the truck. But, you know, we had a, uh, covered parking underground parking to the apartment complex very high-end place yeah uh i was paying thousands of dollars a month to live there um and uh just came out the next day and somebody had broken the window and stole all my shit out of there people suck man i you know what and it's funny because i like i've left my i've left my equipment in my car like after after a long shoot because like if you if you've been on a, on a shoot for a long time you want to get home you just want to yeah. go to sleep yeah but like one one time i specifically remember like i leave leave my equipment in the car and after like half an hour i was like nah i'm just gonna go get it and no joke the next day my car had been broken into yeah so yeah, I can only crazy, imagine yeah. that how much like how much that would have damaged me, bro. I mean, you guys got a lot more equipment than I do, but you know, it was just it wasn't insured because I had just picked it up over the years, and you know, I wasn't terribly, you know, it's not like I wasn't I wasn't eating because of uh, photography, right? yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It, like it wasn't yeah. my life's blood by any means, 
But, you know, it still sucks, sucks to get thousands of dollars of equipment stolen. But honestly, I just took it as a, a challenge to upgrade my phone to the iPhone X, buy these moment lenses, and just go, you know what? Let me just see if I could shoot just like I used to. Yeah. Minus flash. Yeah. Um, with well, I'm pretty phone. sure. Th- I'm pretty sure there's like a. I saw a Kickstarter for a, an adapter that you can get for your iPhone that triggers like external I flashes, did see that, bro. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it had like a little light got, box. That was like, yeah, you could do anything nowadays, nowadays yeah. man. I love it. But yeah, how are you digging those moment lenses? I'm I'm loving them, man. I um, I realized that they were out of Seattle. They've got a really they've got a really good YouTube channel. Hmm. Um, and I was cooked. My buddy George was had bought them from Kickstarter probably when they first came out, and he was just like, dude, you should get these. I was like, all right, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty inexpensive, like a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. There's a, there's a wide, there's a wide, there's a, there's a fish eye. You got got the the macro. There's a macro and there's a, a a tele and they're now actually uh, just coming out with anamorphic, anamorphics. Yeah. Those anamorphic film lens. Wow. And the thing about it is like, like you said, their YouTube and everything, like they're very clean. Like everything they do is like super dope. Like I think Mm. they're skaters too. That's why like. Yeah, or something like yeah, that. They yeah, they are. I, I think like, you have oh. to skate to to work there. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's. <laughs> I think I may have seen like Casey Neistat or some big YouTuber promote promote the. Oh, they did a big PR release for that. Oh yeah, I bet it was huge. Like yeah. I saw when it, when it hits my feed, I know they spent some money on it because I subscribe to like the top right. YouTubers. You know right. what I mean? And I'm not trying so. to like, you know, promote them like crazy and say it because that's the only thing I have for my phone. But like, it's so easy. Like the case. You can like take off the lens in a few seconds yeah. and switch it off. You know that's it's, what makes it's, it really it's nice. The, the the footprint of your equipment goes from like having a DSLR to with all these expensive ass lenses to now you you have your phone in your pocket, your cameras in your pocket, and your lenses in the other pocket. You know what yeah, I mean? And you can nice. swap to any any variation that you want. I mean, listen, there, it's no knock to you know. I still prefer a DSLR, but at the same time, you know the prime the my shoots were primarily out outside. Yeah, and carrying around you know. A huge friggin' light, a tripod, tripod, and you know multiple lenses. I was just like, this is just a pain in the ass, honestly. Then you know, for a time, I did have a studio in my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot easier. I can just leave the shit up, and it's all set up, and mm-hmm. you know, lighting is a lot easier to do. But at the same time, I'm kind of looking at it like I don't. I just right now, I don't want to spend the money to like rebuild to go out and shoot that stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm like, screw it. Let me see what I can do with my phone. Yeah. Because for me, again, because I'm not, I'm not working off commission or anything like that. It's just all for like, I I just want content. Yeah. Yeah. I want content for my, for my social media. That's another thing that I've realized that whenever I go out and do shoots, like it's fun. You're using all this expensive equipment. You're using your strobes, your external strobes and everything. And you're creating the dopest images, but you still got to factor in the fact that today's attempt, today's attention is like this. So if I post. Like it would be better if I post like a a little boomerang of me at the shoot, and then that same day, boom, there's a finished product. As opposed to now, you have to wait two, three weeks for me to get. I finally find some time, sit down at the computer, edit the raw files, and right. then finally mm-hmm. put it out. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, for me these days, like I I I fell off a little bit with like Instagram stories and stuff. But you know, I was doing Snapchat stories for a while. Like when I moved up to Seattle, I was by myself, and I was just bored. Right? Are, are you still on Snapchat? No. Okay. I was going to say. No. Yeah. As soon as I, uh, Instagram stories came out, I was like, bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even like Snapchat because you can't really, you can't really get a good sense of how many followers you have. Listen, I'm a numbers guy, right? Yeah. I work in data all day. I, I look at analytics all day. I'm very aware of my followers and engagement rate and all this stuff. I'm not going to be the one that tells you like, yeah, it's a, whatever. I don't even care. I'll get there one day. I'm like, no, like I know how many followers I have. I know how many followers I lose. 
I don't obsess over it by any means. But Snapchat just made it a terrible like way. I, none of those people are my friends. Yeah. You know, they're people that follow me. They want to watch me get drunk and cook. They want to watch me get drunk and tell stories. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of drinking involved with my stories. Um, but, you know, that was the thing. It was like the photography for me wasn't about the my followers. Yeah. It was more about just for me. I wanted a creative way to do what I love. If I'm doing it for the followers, my followers come to watch me be an asshole on camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's fine by me. I just need to figure out more ways to keep them entertained. I'm just, I'm waiting for the day that, that, uh, Instagram stories comes out with the way for you to be able to do what Snapchat does as far as geotagging or like, like being able to uh, pay for a certain demographic to be able to see, because you know how on Snapchat yeah. you can have like a snap filter for like that certain area, right? Which is dope. I've actually used that feature and it's pretty handy. Like but for weddings and things for like weddings that. and yeah. things like that. But like, I'm waiting for, for, uh, Instagram to start monetizing that too for Snapchat, for Instagram stories. I mean, it's, if they think that it's valuable, they'll do it, right? Yeah. They've got the money to do it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, little by little, they've been kind of like breaking down Snapchat. Like, they just come up with new features, better features. Why not? You can do polls. You right. can do GIFs. You, I mean, come on, dude. Like, the, the re only reason somebody would be on Snapchat nowadays is if their audience is already there. Yes. There's or no they're 13. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no real incentive right now right. for me to have a Snapchat versus having Instagram. Mm -hmm. And to, personally, for me, I got like 40 people on my Snapchat. That's it. I have yeah. no reason to post on there. Where I mean, she, right. I mean, there'll, there'll be people that tell you be everywhere. Yeah. But you only have so much bandwidth. You only have so many hours in the day. Yeah, right? like, man. I'd rather just like start where it's most valuable and work your way down. If you end up getting this, the, the 40 people on Snapchat, you do. But if not, tell them to go to the Instagram. And, and I, <laughs> I know there's apps that you can download that actually like let you like if you wanted to make an Instagram post, it'll post to your Facebook. Your Don't do uh, that. You Oh, really? Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't, Why? don't, don't multiple, don't post to multiple places. Facebook and Instagram hate it and they will throttle your reach. Really? A lot of the times, um, the, the people like Sprout Social and, and Hootsuite and all that stuff, they'll, they'll tell you otherwise, but, um, you should post natively for that network. Yeah. Uh -huh. Even if, even if you're said. doing the exact same, I literally yeah. used to do the, do the same story on Snapchat and then I do it again for Instagram and it would be a pain in my ass, but just with the nuances that they have, right? Like if you put a, if you were to put a poll on your Instagram and then, you know, you already have the videos downloaded and you go to Snapchat, it means nothing, right? Cause they can't interact with it. Yeah. yeah. Or vice it versa. Doesn't make, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. sense. Right. But I mean, you know, again, if you, if you don't have the time, okay. But if you do have the time, you should take advantage. Make it exclusive for each platform. For basically. 100%. What, okay. what about for, uh, cause I know like on Instagram stories, if you share auto share to your Facebook, cause you know, Facebook owns Instagram, right? If you auto share to your actual Facebook story or whatever the hell they call it. I mean, they're going to give you leeway because it's their family. Right. So, okay. And, and the, and the polls are clickable, right? When you transfer. I don't know. I, I, I rarely post to my Facebook story. Yeah. Like for me, my different networks, I have different audiences for different networks, right? So yeah. like mm -hmm. the people that are following me or I'm friends with on Facebook are vastly different from my Twitter followers and are vastly different from Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of, if I can, I will sort of like curate the content differently for each. Mm -hmm. And I'll speak to those audiences differently. Yeah. So I don't know if the polls are That's cool. are clickable or not. How do you feel about about Twitter? Do you think it's still uh, an effective platform? <laughs> I know Kyle. I know Kyle Harris yeah. was on the podcast. <laughs> he loves Twitter. That guy yeah. loves Twitter. Twitter god. And um you know I used to be, I used to 
tweet 50, 60 times a day. When especially when I for Vegas.com, it was essentially my job, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going like, listen, do you guys want some random faceless person called Vegas.com tweeting out to these people? Or do you want an actual human being that knows about Vegas to essentially take on that role? And they were like, yeah, do it, right? So I was the I was the face of Vegas essentially for for those networks. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had to do it. And my, you know, my followers grew because of that. I, my followers haven't grown on Twitter in probably five years. Yeah. And, and it's not because, uh, I don't think Twitter is viable. I'm just lazy on Twitter. I'd rather be in front of a camera Mm -hmm. than writing a, a, a tweet. Yeah, and plus, just the fact that you can't edit a tweet is still, it, man, it pisses That's me off. That's still ridiculous. I think yeah. it's also just the attention span on Twitter, too. It's very, very fast, where Facebook is... Isn't Facebook also, like, one of the most viewed ones out of all the platforms? Oh, for sure. So, of course, all the attention's there, all the eyes are there. If so. I had to pick, I mean, it's for my own personal use, it would be Instagram by far. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's, the, it's, it's gold. Um, and then, you know, Facebook accordingly. I mean, listen, I, you know, I get paid, essentially, you know, working in Facebook, so... I love Facebook, right? It's my bread and butter. Um, but Twitter, I'm like, meh. If I tweet, I tweet. If I don't, I don't. I don't really have like a cadence that I really. There's people who are like, you know, they tweet inspirational things or yeah. or the. Or, you know, the, only, the only reason I keep up my Twitter is because there's a there's a big cryptocurrency community on on Twitter. Yeah. And Telegram. I mean, my new my new job is in that blockchain let's crypto talk, world. Let's, let's talk about that let's real quick, it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah this, this nice. Perfect little segue, right? Yep. I didn't plant that at Keem, all. Keep so ready for this. He loves his, <laughs> he loves his crypto. So you're gonna, be va- you're gonna be horribly disappointed. I am not a crypto person. Okay. Well, hold on. Podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you later, guys. <laughs> all right. So t- tell us about it because it, it's called Hosho.io, right? Yeah, Hosho. Um, so basically, um, again, I've been there a month now. Um, I've got some friends there that are, you know, the people there are some of the smartest people, uh, in the industry, um, mm-hmm. the developers and the founders. It's, it's crazy. And, the, and how they sort of got me was like, listen, man, it's kind of the wild west right now, you know, with crypto and blockchain and stuff like that. We are not like a crypto exchange. We do not give crypto advice by any means or, or any tokens or any coins. Yeah. We are a, um, uh, smart con- we're a smart contract auditor mm. so if you're if you're you know a, a ceo or you're building a, an application um decentralized application you're essentially writing a smart contract yeah which is essentially like your application says it's going to do this for this if and, the requirements I mean? have been met the requirements have been met like i i literally go like it's sort of like if then if this then at that or whatever it is yeah and i think like you do this, it does this type of thing. So we're basically a third-party auditor to make sure that, you know, all the T's have been crossed, all the I's have been dotted. Um, because, yeah, you might have your development team, but, you know, bugs happen, right? And you yeah. sort of want to get, you know, another set of eyes, um, especially when you're writing to the blockchain because once it's out there, you can't change it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once that application is out there, it's out there. That's why forks come out. Right, mm-hmm. right. So again, I don't want to, I'm no expert by any means. Let me just preface with that. Um, But again, we're just, we're a smart contract auditor. Some of the smartest developers I've ever met. Um, And you know, once you get Hosho certified, Mm -hmm. you're essentially saying that like, listen to the community, to the blockchain community, like we've done our due diligence to get all the bugs, you know, uh, squashed and things like that. And for their investors, you know, they want to have, they want to have some sort of like, um, you know, security for the investors to go, okay, yeah, we want to invest in you because you've been audited. So it's basically like uh, cool. how you go to a restaurant and they're, uh, what, what is it called? When you go to a restaurant and they're certified by the 
the food and drug admitted it's, there's like a rating the FDA? The FDA, no I don't think it's the or FDA the, the, that's the for health, meat the health thing health yeah. department like the yeah health department. the health department like it's it's past quality check you know what I mean like it's definitely quality check for these applications okay that's cool so what what is it that, that, that you do is specifically for for OHO show I, I'm, I manage all the paid media so essentially I'm out there not only like you know, put, putting Hosho's name out there in, in Google AdWords or in Facebook or in Twitter, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, I've never seen Twitter ads work so well than in the crypto space. Yep. Right. It's a huge community. Um, I heard you talking about Telegram. Huge Telegram community. We have a oh, tele- yeah. we have a Telegram channel. Right. Deals are being done nonstop through Telegram. My buddy said, "Hey, um, uh, give me your Telegram." I go, "That thing that Twitter bought." Five oh, years ago, that really? nobody—it's on my Twitter. I didn't know I that. Didn't know that either. I did not know that. That makes so much sense, because because I because I'm part of all these Telegram groups on, uh, what's it called on on Telegram. Yeah. <laughs> but then whenever I go to the actual like page for Telegram, they also have their Twitters like the first. Yeah, one. I was sitting there going like that thing that I signed up for because I signed up with ChuChuck for everything so I can swap my own name. But I was like, <laughs> I've never even used it. I, I've talked to zero. It's like WhatsApp, right? I've never used it, but I have an account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I'm sitting there going like, whoa! I I log in. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, okay. Crypto does not sleep, and it is in Telegram and Twitter. Nah, man. Twitter. All, all, all these groups, like on Telegram, like if you go to any any crypto community, they have at least ten thousand people in that chat. Yeah. I mean, if you have so, if you go somewhere where it's less than ten thousand, like it's it's rare, but like most of them have twenty to forty thousand people in that on that one group insane. chat. It's wild. I gotta turn notifications off. Are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. All I, my notifications. I'm like, are guys, off. I'm turning this off. I, yeah. So again, I I manage, and then and then on the bigger part, I'm out there looking for potential um you know businesses or ceos or ctos or something that are looking to get their smart contract audited Mm -hmm. you know because people are doing those searches and things like that so i'm trying to drive leads to our website for our sales team to essentially pick up and close Mm -hmm. make money so speaking about like marketing and advertising since you're like a guru in this space what do you think is one of the like the biggest mistakes that small businesses make that they, you know, like they, they should be doing something better that they're not doing right already. Small business owners. Yeah. Small business owners. Like, let's say I own a little coffee shop sure. or a little donut shop, whatever it is. Um, and I'm trying to like, you know, find new customers. What's the biggest mistake that they don't, what's the biggest mistake that they make? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. If you're out there trying to get clients, you want to do paid advertising and you're trying to get clients. Here's what I would say is if you have a client that doesn't know their own numbers, they don't know their own bottom line. They don't know how much, what an average cost that a, consu- a customer, you know, uh, generates for them. It's going to be a, it's going to be an uphill battle for you. Right. So, so as a small business owner, know your numbers, right? Like you don't, the paid advertising side will come again. I wouldn't say just jump into Facebook and just willy nilly start to throw things out the wall because what happens is you're going to feel like you wasted your money and Facebook doesn't work. And you know, I'm not going to try it again, but it does work, but you have to have, you have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. You have to have a goal. Yeah. Right. And then you have to have that structure. But if you don't even know your own numbers, you don't know how much you can spend right in the first place. Is that like meaning like, uh, a marketing budget in total or not not necessarily your marketing budget mm-hmm. but just your what kind of roi you need to get right got like it, like people use terms like you know like um customer acquisition cost yep. or uh lifetime value customer value and things like that so you know you need to know how much your overhead is versus you know how essentially how you know how much money do you need to make every single day Mm-hmm. You know, to just keep the lights on type of thing mm-hmm. before you say, okay, now I have this marketing budget or Facebook marketing budget and mm-hmm. I can spend this because a lot of the times they're like, I, I sit there and go like, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. So I, I like you come to me with 
200 bucks a month to, to for your business you, you i hope you have very low expectations because it's going to take some time yeah to build up these audience and you have nobody going to your website or you don't have a website you know I mean things like that like the first thing i say is you got a website is the facebook pixel on there no well we're going to spend a month just generating traffic that is not going to convert or you're not we're not going to be able to track it properly but it will come and you know it's it's just going to take time and a lot of people just they don't they don't either see the value mm-hmm. because they failed in it or they don't have the time do, do you think a, like a podcast like ours do you think we need a website for our, our for our podcast i mean you need a website Regardless. period yeah really? because you can always capture you can always there's data to be had that's true i guess that's that's one of the reasons we don't have a website is because i never thought about capturing data it's mm-hmm. outside of like YouTube, you know, the analytics and, you know, Instagram. the other thing, here's the thing. The, the other thing is like, don't get like a, a fucking Wix site or something like that. Like, get hey, a, hold, on, hold on. I was going to say, what, what are your thoughts on Squarespace? I think Squarespace, I haven't used Squarespace. I put together like, say, a photographer portfolio once. I think there's a lead capture form or something like that. Put it this way. Whatever system you build, just make sure that there's some sort of information capturing tools that they give you yeah. so anything you could see analytics and whatnot or the, the analytics of course but something that you can say okay listen like i want to i want to get subscriber like email it i want to build an email list i want to build a phone number list i want to build you know pe- like if you just have a website and there's no there's nothing to really like again i'll use the term like restaurants and stuff they'll just go like here's the home page here's, here's the, the menu. menu that's a pdf right yeah and and whatever and whatever but there's yeah. no way to actually capture the people's information i, I know on squarespace like we, we've had it for for indieflare.com we we, uh, we had like the the, the, the landing page be a uh you know sign up for stuff or like newsletters. as long as you like can that. capture yeah sorry to spit as long as you can <laughs> capture people's information it's fine yeah right yeah. I, you know go ahead I, squarespace is you know very viable yeah. you know keanu reeves is on my news feed non-stop on my facebook feed blasting out squarespace you know he's getting that big ass money he's got a huge that check. Big ass check they're on I use e- wordpress they're right? on every blog is wordpress like your main go-to for most things for most building um yeah i would say so i mean it's just so flexible and you know the i have logistics. such a huge network of people that are like I I'm not designing websites anymore. I'm I'm long past those days. Like okay, like so I don't know what I'm doing. So anymore. So when did you stop? Like when did you stop designing web? I stopped at Vegas.com. Oh okay. Yeah. So I was I was a you know web design manager for for a company for a while and and uh, it was actually payday loans, which was almost worse than porn. <laughs> um, it went like like for shadiness. It went like porn. Then I went into payday loans for a while. Um, there's actually a documentary on Netflix about the company that i was working for and how yeah. they got busted and stuff so that's a whole nother wow. podcast episode yep. i know what i'm doing Soon. tonight right exactly i'll give you the, <laughs> i'll give you the, the name um but um yeah and then i uh you know i was just designing websites that's what again that's what got me into user experience and, and ui was this thing of like okay i want to focus more on getting more people to not just come to the website but fill out that form mm-hmm. yeah right that's that's your conversion rate essentially it's like conversion a little game op- optimization our buddy rosemary did uh video work for vegas.com i think she was after i left oh okay yeah, how long would definitely. you leave i think i left in maybe like 20 early 2015 oh it was definitely yeah i think she started in like 2017 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I definitely would have known her, but yeah, she's out. Are, are there are there any tools that, that that you that you use personally that are like, first of all, two, I guess this is a two parter. Like, are there any tools that you prefer to use for when it comes to like marketing and advertising, uh, for local businesses? And also, are there any free tools that you recommend? Um, 
there are various tools. I, I wouldn't say that like I'm, I'm married to any of them really. Um, there's tools that are, act as layers on top of your existing, like say Google AdWords or, or Facebook, but they're very expensive. I wouldn't say if you're like a, you know, freelancer. It's more for like, but like, it would be yeah. more for like, yeah, a company that has a, a, a very, a, a big budget. Infinite budget. Like the, <laughs> the previous company that I was at, I'm literally spending in upwards of $20,000 a day on Facebook ads. A mm. day. A day? A day. Wait, say, say that one more time. $20,000 a day in Facebook ads. Jeez. So, Some people don't make $20,000 a year. Right. Especially in today's. So they have huge budgets. They can use whatever tools they want. I would say, you know, if you're getting into paid, paid media, especially like say Facebook, Instagram, I mean... Canva's free, right? Like it's a pretty good tool. Adobe Spark's a good tool. If you, as far as the creative's concerned, if you don't have um, the whole Adobe suite and things like that, and you mm -hmm. just need to bang out ads, because because here's the thing with Facebook advertising, you got to build a lot of ads because yeah. everything's testing, testing, testing. You got to find out that's where the numbers come in. You've got to find out what's actually performing and best. What you're going to target and whatnot. Right outside of that, and you know what you're going to say, but but there's a ton of creative to be had. Oh, for sure. Right, and you've got to you've got to you can't just set it and forget it. That's what a lot of business owners do too. They go, all right, I built this Facebook campaign, and then that's it, right? And it's like, no, every week you've got to have new creative coming out because yeah. people get bored of it. We have to start making ads for the podcast, bro, yeah. where we're just in front of a Lamborghini and we go, yo, 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 before you I like scroll, it. I like it. let me show you how I got this Lamborghini in 30 days with no money in the bank. See? But you got to watch this whole but podcast. You got mm -hmm. to download my ebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, webinars? Shit, yeah, you got to see my webinar. Oh, shit. Man. I don't get into that stuff, man. People ask me, they're like, why don't you do it? I go, because I'm not a douche. I mean, I am, but <laughs> I'm like, I, that's not, not that my level. thing. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do webinars. I don't want to sell. I don't want to be a coach. Right. I always wonder why people give away so many things for free on the internet where they're like, I'll, I'll follow like a photographer and like, yo, sign up for my free workshop. And it's like, well, what are they really getting out of it? Your email. Your email. Right. And they're going to so, email you twice a week. Yeah. That's why like some of, some of my, some of my, like the, the YouTubers that I watch that are photographers, they'll go like, they'll start off. Like for, I know front of photos do, does this. He starts every video saying, uh, before you get into this video, I have a free shooting in low light, uh, ebook. Check it out down here and download it. And it's like, well, not to those words, but here's the thing, man. I can't knock anybody's hustle if 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 that's your thing and and, yeah. and you and you're good at it and it's working, go for it. You yeah. know what I mean, I just honestly, I'm in a lot of ways with my own content. I'm just lazy. Like I'd rather just produce content for someone else. Yeah. And and get and make them successful than sitting there going like, okay, now how am I? Okay, now I got to eat because that's the other thing. You're I'm, you're never going to hear me go. I'm an expert in this. I'm a ninja. I'm a guru. I go no. I just I have a job. And, uh, you know, for behind the scenes stuff. Now, for my own personal brand, mm -hmm. I'm crazy. Yeah. Right? But I don't mix the two, really. Right. That's it. Like, I don't hang out with other advertisers. I don't go to meetups. Networking events. I don't. I go to networking events if they have open bars. <laughs> yes. I tweeted Keep last night. Real. I said, open bars are, is, is my cryptocurrency. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my yeah. Bitcoin. Free <laughs> That's booze. how you get the conversation started. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I can talk you to doing anything. I'm like, that's the other reason I'm back in Vegas. I'm, my network is much larger. Yeah. Seattle, man, is just expensive. Is it really? Is it? Is it? Let, me give you a, let me give you a little uh, taste. When I moved there... I lived in downtown Bellevue, which is essentially the Summerlin of Seattle, uh, but I worked there. So I didn't have a car and I was like, okay, I can walk to work. I don't have car expenses. I was paying when I was all said and done. I had a studio apartment at 500 square feet and I was paying almost $2,500 a month. Oh my God. And the bedroom Ooh. didn't even have a door. 
Damn, that's like my bathroom right now. <laughs> right. My bathroom doesn't have a door. Damn. And that's that's like normal prices. That's 2500. 2500. That's crazy. Bucks. That's really expensive. So when you couple yes, do you make more money there? Hopefully, right? But yeah. not enough to cover. I mean, I had a condo here. I was paying 825 a month for two bedroom two bath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? On the east side like like I, my, my like, yeah, parents paid like 850 for like a three bedroom a house. two story. Yeah. Like bro. literally. So when and then when you couple that in with um the traffic, which is which is as bad as LA probably mm-hmm. um, right here or no, yeah. yeah okay I was gonna no, say yeah. so when you couple in the terrible traffic and just the cost of living is just ridiculously high and my network is five people there I was just like you know what let me go let me get back to Vegas yeah um, where I can just make more things happen quicker is You're this R-O-M-D. a saturated, saturated city just like LA and whatnot Vegas no uh, Seattle, Seattle? It's, it, it's very saturated I think the difference between LA and it, I've never lived in LA but Seattle is is obviously a lot more tech focused and mm-hmm. everybody you're going to run into is either working for Microsoft, worked for Microsoft, working for Amazon, worked work currently working for Amazon or worked for but, Starbucks. You know what I mean? For <laughs> Starbucks, yeah. And so, you know, it's this very smart people. I think it is saturated to that extent, right? But, you know, if you're just a, if you're a hustler, you're a hustler. It's just I was sitting there going like, yeah, but all my people are back in Vegas. You know? So I'm like, let's go back. I was going to say, um, one of the biggest selling points to me for Seattle was the, the, the weather. I'm the kind of guy that likes, like, you know, dark, cold weather. That's my thing. I, it's great. You know, for that, I think it'd be great. But See, now that you mentioned the rent, I'm like, mm. I, I love I mean, I loved the weather, but I didn't work outdoors, right? I yeah. sit in front of a computer screen all day. Yeah. Um, I didn't, you know, when I first got there, I, I shit you not, man. It felt like it rained every single day for three months. Every single day. See, I point. can't do that. Every single day. And it's day. funny because I think... And it was uh, dark all day. They have one of the highest suicide rates. Like one Seattle? Of the, yeah, because it, it's gloomy or something all yeah. the time. I might be making shit up, but... I hear, I hear that's... <laughs> I, I heard I heard that's like depressing and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But that didn't bother me, you know, at the end of the day. Like, the summers there can't be beat, man. Like, yeah, right beautiful. now, it's like high 70s. The sun, stays, the sun can, doesn't set until like 10 p.m. It's ridiculous. That's beautiful. And it's great. And it doesn't rain for like four months. But then as soon as October hits, you're going to get rain for the next eight months. See, I like that. I'm the kind of guy that lo- they, like loves being outdoors when it's like raining. Try to set dark. up a shoot, though. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, here's the thing, though. If I, if I, 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 most of my shoots are going to be indoors because right. I'm in the studio. Then you're good, right? Yeah. Like, I would converse with models, you know, saying like, hey, I want to do some shooting. The other thing is it's very spread out there versus Vegas, right? And, and you can get to anywhere in Vegas now, 25 minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can't like, really you'd be like, I'd be like, hey, where are you at? And they'd be like, oh, I'm in Ballard. And I'd be like, cool, I'm in Bellevue. We'll never see each other. Yeah. Even though it's only like five miles away, but it's such a pain to get over there because there's bridges and there's tolls. LA, basically. And right. And thing. so it's like, eh, never mind. Tolls. And I didn't, I, you know, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like scouting all new places. Mm-hmm. Right. There's beautiful, like, I don't necessarily shoot lush greenery um, backdrop, background backdrops. Yeah which that's all they have there. I'm sort of gritty, right? And that's why I like, you know, downtown Vegas and stuff like that. Like, I like pretty girl, shitty world. Yeah. It's like kind of my feel. And I'm like... <laughs> pretty girl, shitty world. And I'm I like... like uh, yeah, that brings me to why I ended up in jail. But... Um, <laughs> whoa, but whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's, let's go ahead. We got to bring that up now. Dive deep into this one. Okay. So here, I'll give you a... Um, for the photographers out there, videographers out there, here's a tip uh, for you, if I can leave you with anything. Um, do not shoot photos anywhere near train tracks. Mm. Did not know how serious that of a thing that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so quickly, like I was, I was with a model friend of mine, what we had shot before. 
Um, I was in, you know, whatever, art district area, wherever the train tracks are over there, right? Commerce or whatever. In Seattle. Oh, uh, here. No, no, here. here oh, here, here in Vegas. Yeah, okay. here in Vegas. And um, I'm like, hey, let me, why don't you stand by the, by the truck? Um, I'm going to go scout out a little bit because, you know, there's some shady people, you know, homeless and stuff like that, whatever. They're not shady, but they're, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I go scouting. I cross the train tracks. I'm looking around. I'm like, nah, you know what? Nothing's really going to, nothing's really piquing my interest here. So I was like, all right, let me turn around and I'll head back. Well, there, a, a train started to come. And I was like, listen, I've seen enough movies and Stand By Me to know that I'm not going to run to beat this fucking train mm -hmm. with my camera gear holding. So I'm like, all right, I'll just let the train pass and then I'll wait, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to the truck. Talk to her and we'll figure it out. Well, the train just stops like, like halfway. I'm halfway in the train now, right? It's a half a mile to my left and a half a mile to my right. And I'm sitting there going like, motherfucker. Well, what am I going to do now? And I see people getting out of the train at the front. I don't know if they're sweeping oh, stuff. What? They're flagging. I was like, well, they're probably going to be here a minute. You know what I mean? Like, so, all right, well, I'll just shimmy my way in between the train cars and climb over the little whatever you know the little connector yeah and i do that you're right and i'm not i'm not climbing on a car i didn't go inside of a train car i just cross so i could get over the tracks and i come back and, and now we're just talking i'm like oh we'll, let's, we'll figure out well metro showed up showed up cop car no no lights no sirens he just drives in and i go oh he's probably gonna tell us hey what are you guys doing you gotta leave and he goes hey uh were you just over by those train tracks and i was like yeah he's like cool you gotta stand by you gotta you got to come to me for a minute. He was just talking to me. He was getting my information, getting my license. Out of nowhere, lights, sirens, blazing around the corner like a Beastie Boys video. <laughs> Damn. Comes another cop. Didn't recognize this paint job on this car. He gets out, gun drawn, pointed at me, tells me to get on the ground, the handcuffs me, handcuffs her. You know, the girl that you were shooting the with. model. She's yeah. like, "What's happening?" Right, damn. And basically, he was the railroad police. There's railroad police. Correct. Yeah, that's what I said yeah. to his to his face. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, uh, "Huh?" Like even the metro officer was like, Ooh, "This guy," and he was like, um, "You just violated a, a federal offense. You uh, made the train stop." And you basically like infringed on interstate commerce. Like he was literally saying, like the FBI can throw you in jail. You're you're basically Al Qaeda. At that I was point. Al Qaeda. I was the railroad Al Qaeda. Yeah. For that day, and so um, took took us both to jail. Right. He. I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. I was like, I didn't. St the train just stopped. Whatever. Takes me to jail. Like um, uh, not county, but city jail. Yeah. Right. I don't know the difference. Never been in jail. Um, and I was like, this is a kind of a joke. And uh, here's how stupid I am. I'm sitting here going like, man, I wish they'll let me keep my phone. Cause this is going to make an amazing Twitter stream or Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, they did not do that. They had mug shots, uh, you know, looked at my butthole, uh, gave me the orange <laughs> jumpsuit, everything. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. I was there for 12 hours. They gave me a bologna sandwich, which I did not eat. Um, and I was, I called uh, my buddy George. I was like, Hey man, they like pay phone. I was like, I don't know the last time I used a pay phone. I don't know any numbers. They were like, okay, we'll give you your phone for 60 seconds. So you can pick out numbers. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was borrowing my girlfriend's truck because she went on a bachelor trip, bachelorette trip to Mexico. Right. Yeah. So she has no idea what's going on. I can't contact her. She's probably blowing up my phone going like, where, what are you doing? Where are you? Um, 
And uh, yeah, man, I like they transferred me from the like the the pen where they just throw in like drunk people and stuff like that. They transferred me to an actual cell, you know, made me strip, put on the jumpsuit. Like I said, I was ended, I ended up in a cell for twelve hours with two other guys that were like had clearly been in there before. Like, yeah. They knew what was going yeah. on, and I'm sitting there going like just trying to pretend, right? Like oh yeah, and he was like. Yo, can I borrow your number so I can make a call? Like my prisoner number. I have a prisoner number now. Yeah. I think. And I was like, oh, I don't think like I should. Appeal, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think I should ha- let you have that, man. Um, I finally got released when they knocked on the door. They said you didn't. You didn't need bail. Basically, like I was a f- first offender, so I didn't need to post bail. Yeah. But it was just a process. The process just takes forever. But I shit you not. Here's how I woke up in the cell. There's no bed. There's just a sink, a bench, and a toilet. And I'm lit. I see these guys basically go, we're going to be here for a while, so we're just going to start to sleep. And I go, on the ground of this prison cell? I don't know, man. I've seen Oz. <laughs> I know what goes on next. I shit you not. I got so tired, I literally just put my head up. I knew I hit rock bottom. I'm just face down on the prison cell trying to go, I'm never going to fall asleep. Fell asleep. Woke up with the guy pissing at the toilet where my head was essentially <laughs> and i was like this is this is not the way you want to for, for the train tracks by yeah. the way so hey but not, i bet you you'll never shoot the train tracks ever again people are like hey let's go to the train i go fuck you we're yeah. not i fuck the train tracks i'm yeah. not going anywhere near the train tracks so Bro- one thing is it's still on your record like that no it got it got squashed because i i had to go to court i had to pay a fine and they basically just charged it to trespassing Mm. which is funny it was like the assistant da or whatever whatever it was he was like hey man so you can either go to court and get a lawyer or we can do this deal where you're going to pay 250 bucks and we got we, you have to go to a class or something and i was like well what class and he was like i don't know like Train this, track he goes like the, uh we'll take you to the scared straight or something and i was like what i go dude i'm 35 yeah you're gonna take me to scared straight he goes you are and I go, yeah. He was like, oh, you can't do that. So they made me take a <laughs> class for like people who had like, um, who had like DUIs. Yeah. And Damn, so at the, cor- at the corner, so you had to see dead people. I had to go to the coroner's office for jumping. No, oh I had to go to the coroner's office where they had to sit there for five hours watching these videos of people who got DUIs. Then I had to see dead bodies in the morgue. And I even told the lady, she was like, why are you here? I go, she, I had to write down why I was there. And I said, trespassing on the train tracks. She goes, are you supposed to be here? And I go, that, that's where they told me to be. And she's like. Well, you're going to have a fun night. Huh. Yeah. Wait, Chuck, how do you know about the dead bodies? Mm. How, how do, do you know about the dead because bodies? Because I know a few people who get DUIs. Okay. So yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, I had to watch a video and then Dang. I had to go see a dead body. I was like, yeah. damn. That's you know crazy. what's so crazy is that the, the first time, like, I used to think that shooting at the train tracks was cool. I'd never done it personally. I've done it. But I, but <laughs> so I've, cheesy, right? I've, yeah. seen, I've seen the, I mean, dude, it's been a, a minute. Like, I've seen these photo shoots always. Dudes, tr- dudes looking cool, girls looking cool, yeah, yeah. laying their head on the freaking edge of the railroad, and it makes for a cool little symmetry shot and everything. But it's like, there's been one too many stories where people die, and no it's way. like, yo, yeah. I uh, mean, even the the police officer, he was cool when he was taking me to jail. Like he yeah. he had calmed down a little bit when we just got to talking. But he was like, here's the thing, I gotta take you, so yeah, I can't let you go at this point. Yeah, but yeah, he was telling me stories. Hey man, man. I gotta take you in yeah. jail. It's gonna make me look bad in front of my cop buddies. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he was telling me he's like people die out there all the time, man. And he's like, or people like they'll park their cars out there. He said he he they were giving out tickets to people who just park their cars out there. I'm like, hey man, what about my ticket? Why yeah. am I going to jail? You're giving tickets to people who drive their cars on the train track. That's insane. Yeah. What's funny is is just off topic. I was like, when I was talking to the metro officer, I was like, man, I just shot a girl there a week ago, and he was like, don't. He's like, rephrase that. 
I go, oh, with my camera. Sorry. He's like, you can't just say you shot someone. Yeah. I was like, oh, fair enough, sir. Fair enough. I was just trying not to get tased or shot. Thanks. So now you know if you're shooting at the train tracks, get out of there ASAP. Yeah, be do not careful. do it. I mean, it's already cheesy photos to begin with. Yeah, no more train tracks. Yo, please. yo, this is a, this is this is a uh, public service announcement to everybody on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if you're still, it's 2018. If you're still doing uh, train track photo shoots, first of all, it's your first year getting a camera, right? Or second of all, you just don't know better. And you're going to jail. And I'm going to find the number for the federal train police, and I'm going to call them on your ass. I'm going to screenshot your post. I thought it would be somebody like, you know, on the little living things. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. I don't know. know. Does that help, like, the tracks or something? Yeah, it's on the track, yeah. The two little guys that go like this. I'm still waiting for that bullet train to happen. Yeah. The one that's supposed to take you from L.A. to Vegas in, like, 30 minutes or something like that? That'll be a a haven for uh, escorts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll we'll have houses on the moon before that happens i feel mm-hmm. yeah it's it's all because that once again i think like the e-commerce thing it's that tr- the reason why they're not building trains that go to other places yeah is because whoever owns the tracks they don't want anybody else right they get the money same old shit. because china chi- right oh that's what it is no that's what i heard <laughs> it's, a weird, it's, a, it's a weird way to say it <laughs> because china because China, mm, that's, a little that's the way Trump, that's the Trump, the way Trump says it. Oh, okay. China, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because China. <laughs> Look, where's the podcast? Oh man, this podcast took a turn. Yeah, that's that good like... though. It's, it's all good. I guess that's pretty much. I mean, did you have any other questions? Charlie? Um, no. Everything was basically said that I wanted to hear. Excellent. Do you have any final like tips? Final tips um... for somebody? Because I know that there's like social media etiquette, right? What tips do you have for somebody who like they want to start taking their social media ser- more seriously? Let's just let's just say like using it for an example, a photographer makes an Instagram account and he wants to go ahead and start posting. Like, what advice do you have for them to kind of like maximize their return on creating an Instagram account and you know putting in the work? I mean, I would say, and I and I'll be the first one to tell you, I I don't necessarily follow it all the time. Is you've got to be consistent, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> the hustle will beat talent every day of the week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, right? You don't have to be the best photographer in the world. You don't have to be the best videographer in the world. But if you're putting out the most content and you're reaching the most eyeballs, you're kind of winning, right? So, you know, post, you know, post as much as you can. Um, and uh, how often is a good amount of time to, to be posting? Like, is it is once a week okay? Is it like once a day? Like, how often? Because I because personally, and I don't follow this to, to a T, but like, I I try to post like I used to post once every two three days. Like, I, I would post a set of three photos. Yeah. But now it's like I'll go four or five days without posting. I mean, I I would say ideally you would post at least once a day. You just want to keep yourself top of mind, right? Like, but between Instagram stories and Instagram live. And again, this is the first time you ever doing a live because I like, I don't like to edit, mm-hmm. but I, when it's myself, I like to edit. Right? Yeah. Um, I would say that it's probably almost just as important, if not more to, to be blasting out more Instagram stories. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Cause I post on Instagram stories every day. Yeah. Like I'll post once every couple hours, man. Like I'm staying active at the top of yeah, the, of really the little do. circles. So like, I feel like in my, in my, even if I don't make an Instagram post, which I feel like when, whenever I do post, I want it to be like quality. But as far as quantity goes every day, I'm on, I'm on Instagram stories. Here's a little goofy tip. And again, I wouldn't put, um, for your Instagram, 
account or your profile, mm -hmm. add a little, add an extra little circle in Photoshop or whatever around your face. Because it's already going to be a circle, right? I did that once. I did that too. I did that once. I did that it now. Makes it, it makes it look like you have a story. It makes people, people are always like, hey, I, I, what's going on? I yeah. clicked your story. It's the same thing. I go, yeah, exactly. For for those of you who are listening yeah. that don't really understand what we're talking about, when you upload a, a photo to uh to your Instagram profile, there's a way in Photoshop where you can add like an actual border around your profile picture that makes it look like you, have a story you always gradient. have a story active. You have that, that, that like gradient purple and, gradient or orange or whatever. Yeah, right. whatever it is. And then when you finally do post it, you get that double ring. It's like ooh, it just looks nice. Yeah, I mean, and get creative. Like I'm. Again, I don't like to call people out by name, but I get super frustrated when I'm just like, again, you're creating the story, but it's not for you. It's for the people that are following you. You know what I mean? So like actually create a story. A story is, it has a beginning, a middle and an end. It has highs and lows. It has a, you know, it has a end result type of thing. I'm just sitting there going like, oh my God, it's so banal. The stuff is like, okay, here's my dog. And then here's the sushi roll. And then I'm like, tell a story. Like the worst thing I, I posted about this uh, probably early this week or last week is the new question box. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. You have everybody like, yo, nobody wants to oh, ask you man. questions. Here's the thing. It only works for if you're hot, hot girls. Chicks. If you're a hot girl, you could put, you, you can just go, I'll put that on there. Dude, and you're going to get a hundred questions. It's funny because I never. But nobody wants to watch it. Never yeah, in my life. And I, I will say this on the podcast. Never in my life have I seen so many booty eating questions, bro. Yeah. I said, no. The only people that are going to ask you a question are horny dudes. Yep. And for the rest of that, that follow your story for whatever reason, that doesn't make for an entertaining story by any means. All You're essentially going, hey, everybody, entertain me yeah. for my story. Uh, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ask a question. You'll get so many better responses mm -hmm. instead of going, hey, ask me a question. Ask, like, customize it a little bit. Yeah. And that's what happens when f things first come out. People just, they just want to try it. They don't think it through, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, like, give it 20 minutes, give it a day, think it through, make an actual story that, you know, that can turn into something. Because we're watching it. Our time is, everybody's time is valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what 100%. I'm saying? Like, it's only getting more and more valuable. Like, people are starting to appreciate their time a lot more than they used to. Sure. You know, because they have so much in front of them that for even if they're nobody, they have nothing going on going on in their day. If they're going to spend time on your post, it has more more value attached to it just because of that interaction. Right. I think the one thing I do love about Snapchat or miss about Snapchat, and I know it's going to it's going to make its way to Instagram, Instagram is um, I used to create stories where you would use the face filter and you would change your face and the voice and everything like that. So I could actually create, it's just me at home, but I could create multiple characters yeah. and act like I'm having a conversation with my neighbor or That's whoever. Right. That stuff, it, it was hilarious to me, mm -hmm. right? And you could use it or I, or the face where I could, I, I used to just change myself to the weekend and <laughs> I would like, before he cut his hair, I would just like wrap a towel or something into some sort of dreadlocks and just be the weekend and just like, you know, be do a PSA yeah. as the weekend or as Kanye or something. And it, it was funny. It was good. I mean, but you have to, you know, you have to have some sort of creativity. That's the thing, right? Most people, most people are boring. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact. Yeah. Right. And so most of the stories you're going to find are super boring. Yeah. You just have to weed through them. That's why I unfollowed. So I unfollowed probably 4,000 people. Yeah. Mm. Cause I was like, I don't have the time. And the time that I do have, this stuff is super boring. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch you lip sync in your car while you're driving. I don't want to, 
What do you actually like seeing on people's, like what they post, like something meaningful or motivational or, you know, I, I've gotten into, I've gotten a lot more into the tor- the tutorial scene on YouTube and stuff yeah, like that. A lot of those people stuff. have ported over to YouTube and stuff like that. Like, but I don't, I don't get too much into it because I don't want to be too influenced, right? Mm-hmm. Like the same reason I don't follow like a bunch of stand-up comedians on Twitter because I know my comedy is going to start biting them just yeah. subconsciously. Yeah, that's what the human, human right? nature. It's just human nature. So, but I mean, the, the content that I like to see is literally just having, telling a story, right? Like there's no reason, if I were to give you a book and, you, and I say, here, read this story and it's fucking blank, you're going to be like, this is a terrible story. Why did yeah. you give this to me? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just, I like to be interesting. I like to see like there was some time progression throughout the day or whatever. Because it only lasts a day, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let me, let me see where, what was happening all day. Even if you did absolutely nothing, you can still tell a story. Oh, for sure. And if you're not comfortable in front of the camera, don't make Instagram stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's yeah. me in a nutshell. Chuck He's hasn't really used, good at it. Chuck hasn't used yeah. Instagram in like two years, I haven't years, used man. any social platform. And it's, and and it's, it's ridiculous it's fine, because... right? I'm not knocking it, but if you're not comfortable... Like, it should be about you. Like, I mean, there's, there's a time and a place where you're like, okay, this and this and this. If you're a, you know, landscape videographer and you're showing all these amazing places, there's totally that. But at the, at the end of the day, people want to see... They want to interact with you as a person, not just as a... Because then they become more familiar. Yeah, it becomes more... Like, oh, you know, I know you. Know. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you build that relationship. Yeah. It's crazy because he has... Chuck has the content to be dropping like every day mm-hmm. because he's constantly grinding, but he just... He's so busy, he doesn't have time to actually take care of his social media account. And that happens, man. I mean... I'm just lazy. Yeah. Can't even lie. Shame on you, bro. There's, I know. There's a time and <laughs> place. Like, here's the thing, man. If you're grinding and you're eating and you got a roof over your head... You know, people people are really like, oh my, you know, my personal brand, or, um, you know, I'm not going to even mess with somebody who doesn't have twenty thousand followers or something like that. I'm like, listen, man, they could be crushing it behind the scenes. You yeah. don't know, right? They yeah. like some people just aren't. It's not all about them. I'm a narcissist. I, it's all about me, right? Like That's I have tight, no, though. I have no problem talking in front of the camera. I wish I could do it more, yeah. honestly. Um, but uh, you wish your your iPhone camera had a behind the scenes camera recording it. <laughs> a, that's a real thing. I mean, it's it's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah, and and your stories are entertaining, man. Like I've seen your I've seen your stories, and they definitely stand out apart from anybody else oh, that I follow. Aside, aside from like, somebody okay. actually using their DSLR, like recording their story sideways and then create like editing together, like a your stories are like top notch bro people always tell me they're like why don't you do a vlog on youtube and stuff like that and i go because i hate editing yeah i hate it i'd rather pay you guys to edit my vlog mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just let me film it and i'll just give it to you guys the quick cuts the, the, the and, and then he was like it, it, i'm like it's fine i get it but i would hate editing that mm-hmm. I, I look at it just like oh my god they're in premiere doing that no i don't want it i don't want to do it that's why i like the phone i go all right i i open up InShot. if you don't have InShot. The app on your iPhone, I think it's on the Android. It's amazing. Is, is it an iOS? It's an iOS, yeah. It's okay. called InShot. It's like basically a video editor. And again, I'm not a professional. You guys are professionals, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to go to InShot. But to make, might. To make <laughs> quick trims, quick transitions, um, you know, automatically formatting for, you know, 9x16 and so on and so forth. 
Yeah. It can't. I mean, it's so it's so <clears throat> quick. Filters. I can't tell you like like as a professional, like I love shooting with my camera, but I can't tell you how much how much more relieving it is to have just your phone on you, shoot something, use an app to edit it and post it. Yeah. As that, opposed yeah. to you know like the whole process of going of having to wait. Now you got to import the footage. You got to make sure you have enough hard drive space. You got to because the raw because the raw files on these cameras are like forty. Got to make sure gigabytes. the colors good. Right. Or sorry, forty. Yeah. Was insane. Eighty Blood, megabytes. All that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean uh, that's what I got into more. I, I used to, I used, I literally used to uh, twice a week. I would get, I would drink a bunch of whiskey and I would just cook Blue Apron shit. Right? <laughs> I was literally trying to find out if I could get Blue Apron to sponsor me for this. They would do, never do you do recommend Blue Apron? Blue, brew, blue. Blue out of all the other blue ones, ra- um, Blue hey, Apron. Blue Apron. Brew, brew Apron? No, I don't like brew, that one. Brew Apron. Um, <laughs> Not blue the Apron. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it was all right. I just tried to, I was like, eh, I wanted to cut carbs Yeah. and they was like super carb heavy. There's some other ones out there. I think I've tried a different one. Sun basket. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Sun basket. If you're out there. No. Um, <laughs> try again. <laughs> yeah. t- tag sun basket. Um, but, uh, I mean, they're fine. I mean, my thing was is that um, they're already just meals. I was literally doing it for Instagram. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, I would get drunk and I would film it. My thing was like, okay, I gotta film it. And then I got to put a hashtag on there and then I got to post it. And then my food's fucking burning. Or then by the time I get done with it, my food's <laughs> cold and I'm not even, I'm eating. I'm like, Oh, it's delicious. It's cold. Right. And so now I got to, Oh, just film it all first. Yeah. Save every f- video, go back and edit it. So it, you take the time, sit on the couch, have the full belly because you ate and then post it later. Nobody's sitting there going like, but when's the next one coming? You know, yeah, I, mean? like I, went out, I went out on Saturday night and I was like, I'm just going to film the whole day and I'll post it in like, okay, I'll do all the morning stuff and then I'll post that in the mor- in the afternoon. Yeah. I'll film all the afternoon stuff and I'll post it before I go out at night. And I'll film it all at night and I'll come home, I'll finish it and I'll sing TLC songs and I'll go to bed. And I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to download that app InShot, man, because I'm telling you, like the more excuses I can find on your iPhone to like edit mobile-wise, because I have dark, I have the darkroom app for editing photos and I can't okay, tell yeah. you how many times i've taken a dope photo on my iphone and just edited in light like in either lightroom mobile dark room snapsy whatever it is yeah and you can these apps are so advanced why bro. do you use so many different ones they just have di- they, they have different nuances. things yeah yeah, yeah. like lightroom's like, different than like i know Visco and, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. they have different filter packs and things like that but also like i use facetune if i'm ever going to remove like blemishes of, of, a, of a model's face or something i'm telling you what every single instagram photo of uh, i shot with a model facetuned Facetune. I, I edited it's every crazy. single photo on my phone. Isn't every it, single it, one. It, it, there's two versions of it now, right? There's like. Fa- yeah, I think there's a Facetune tune or something. Yeah. Like I got. I was like so lazy. I was sitting there going like, I could open up Lightroom, I could go this route, or I could just, you know, grab all these photos or to air, AirPlay to myself or whatever or Dropbox or something yeah. and just edit it on my phone because here's what's happening. They're just gonna post it on their Instagram. I'm not posting high res. I'm not putting uh-huh. on a billboard. I'm not putting on a magazine ad. You know. Yeah. Remove this pimple. Remove some of these. You know, whatever. Reshape this and reshape that. Reshape this and that. That's crazy, man. It's Done. iPhones are apps are getting crazy. Like, wow, you got me the photo so quick. I go, yeah, because I did it on my phone last night, in an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm not efficient. a huge retoucher. I'm not. It, it's being efficient with your time. I, th- I think the one thing is I'm getting older. I just turned 40. Yeah, you're like, you're like, I'm running out of time, man. We no, gotta, no, no, it's not even that. It's that. <laughs> it's that. These phones now are killing my eyes, man. 
Uh, the, you said the phones? The, I mean, just how small, you know, like me editing on my phone. I'm like, at, at some point, I'm just like, well, I can't see anything for the rest of the night. I can't glasses, read a text. Man. I can't. Uh, I'm just like, eh, okay. I get the magnifier glasses. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna get Model two caps. monocles. It's about time, man. <laughs> so, nice. that's that is the one thing is is it's it's taxing on your on your eyeballs editing editing photos. And I can talk shit because my eyes are already fucked and they've been fucked my whole entire life. I'm so. thinking about getting that that LASIK man where yeah. you can just they reshape your eye. Be good for like six years it. and then have to no. wear glasses again, probably. No, my my my, my friend ended up, ended up doing it, and I I thought it was like kind of risky because like supposedly there there's a couple different types of of uh, of LASIK, but like there's this one type that's cheaper, but if like something can happen where it can like mess up down the road it can mess yeah, up i mean you know what i like to hear is cheap surgery no but i'm, but I'm saying like it's, well, it's not cheap it's like two grand an eye mm-hmm. two grand you know, an two eye? grand an eye Damn. yeah I, well that was that was when when he did it but i think it sure covers a big like part a of it G. but um the way he he did he he did that surgery uh i forgot i think it's just called lasik but he he does kickboxing and he said he's been kicked a couple of times like in the head oh yeah and he's fine he's completely fine i'm like um oh, well maybe it's worth it then i i had a uh someone do get lasik and it lasted for about 10 years they're wearing glasses again right now so i mean just keep that in mind really? i don't think it lasts forever yeah it mm. definitely doesn't last for that's what i've heard it like lasts for 6 to 10 years and yeah. then you'll probably have to go back to glasses which isn't a big trip because i've never not had my glasses off my face yeah, and i kind of want to live that for, for a little sure. bit yeah i've been like, wearing glasses Ooh. since i was like 12 yeah. okay. since i was a baby so, basically so yeah. i have retarded ass eyes all right retarded ass eyes dope man so real quick last last thing where can people find you online i'm shoe chuck everything and everyone's gonna misspell it so it's s-h-e-w-c-h-u-k no ck no ck do not put a ck at the end that's that's the biggest oops that's the best <laughs> um, oh, well we're gonna go ahead and put, like put all your information down below so people can like go ahead and just click the bio if it's on youtube or Great. the show notes on, if they're on the podcast app and they'll go right right, right to you but uh thank you man thank you so much for coming through i think this is an amazing podcast man like just production wise uh the, the setup and what you guys are doing i think it's funny that like I probably out of the eight or so creatives that you've seen on, I'm like, oh, I know Kyle. I, I go way back with Dalton. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like Dalton Campbell. Yeah, yeah. I, he a baby when insert coins. I was there doing their website. Ooh, when he that's was funny because like uh, that's how I met him. I was working there when I was underage. And they okay. Me through the back. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. I then... used to shoot photos of Vegas streets. That was the, like I was the oh, only, yeah, oh, streets. I was the only photographer so you know they used to do. Do you know Rob Sayer? Yeah, yeah, all right. So you, knew, you knew Zoe and all. Yeah, oh yeah. Zoe. yeah, yeah, different yeah, Zoe. They were like, dude, you're the only one that can shoot photos here. I've probably seen you then, because I used to more maybe I started shooting later in the Vegas street. Probably. And then they ended or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. They did, that's the one they did the, the Cortez, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, I remember that. And I, I think I might have gone Those to one. Those were the days, man. Dude, that was a homebody. That bro. was a dope thing. Yeah. I thought that was like gonna be the thing, but I guess people aren't. Oh yeah, all those sliding through guys. Sliding through. And then Fuku Burger guys. Like, I used to go shoot all of their food trucks and yeah. stuff like that and all their food and stuff for them. Don't they have, like, actual, like, establishments now? They yeah, Fuku for sure. Yeah. I think sliding through kind of disappeared. They disappeared, yeah. Yeah. They were killing it, though. Yeah. I love their food. The old days. Dope. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming yeah, through, thank man. You, man. Yeah, man. Thanks again. And uh, like I said, we'll put all your information down below. But uh, until next time, this has been The Morning Dinner. Thank you Later, guys for tuning y'all. in. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.